Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, you're listening to Eat and Drink. Good day, good evening, good, maybe it's the middle of the night. That's when we soothe you the most. I don't know. I don't know, but I am Ali Hassan, that guy I'm Marco right Timpano. there, Marco Timpano. Uh, happy to have you along. We're doing a mini episode. We're doing a small thing. We're doing kind of a, I'm in my closet. I'm in the walk-in. Women's yes, clothes oh. to my left, men's clothes to my right. Towel hanging off the door in front of me, shoes behind Beautiful. me, and it, enough things to absorb sound. I, I there's almost no door. There, I mean, there's almost you're, no wall. You're sacrificing. I'm sure it's uncomfortable and warm in there. You're sacrificing so we can get the best quality audio for our listeners. Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah. Even if it wasn't warm, this Japanese whiskey that I poured for myself is making it mm. plenty warm, and I uh, I suffer from my art. I'm okay with that. This is what Listen. I do. You know, we all appreciate it, Ali. I certainly do, because I can hear you without a giant echo chamber. I appreciate uh, that that's happening, too. Now, uh, one thing that I appreciated this week, and uh, I, I'm asking you to put that picture on Instagram, Marco. I've two things. I will. N- number one, I've not not two things. Let me say this. First of all, your face in this picture, your vibe, your entire aura was the best I've ever seen it. Like, I was like, I wish I was there with, I've never seen a better picture of you. And I've seen some professionally done pictures of you. This is the yes, best you picture. Have. Then the color, the art, artistry of the picture was beautiful. All that color. And I think you maybe look good in red. You have a little red in your skin and you were surrounded by red. And then thirdly, you were in a cranberry bog, which off the yes. top of, you know, when you hear the words, I'm going to a cranberry bog, if you're not a white person, you say to yourself, that's the whitest shit I've ever heard. That's just what you say. So that was the first instinct I had. And then I saw you in that picture and I'm like, I feel like grabbing the family together and going to a cranberry bog. All right. So here's the thing. First of all, we have to mention we're going to bounce our squash episode uh, a couple of weeks because we promised a squash episode. Yes. But the cranberry kind of usurped, we, the, the bog usurped the squash. That's how good the picture was. That's how, and 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 by the way, uh, this, don't feel bad because squash pumpkin is part of the squash family. We've got a lot of squash coming. We got a lot of squash coming into okay. our lives, so don't even worry about that. Okay, but back to the bog. So one thing I've always wanted to do is go to a cranberry bog. Now <laughs> I married a woman a weird who's thing, from right? New England, who's from Massachusetts, who whose family was on the Mayflower. She's a Mayflower descendant. So one of the first things I asked her before we were in, ever dating was, have you ever been to a cranberry bog? And she reminded me of this just the other day. I'm like, I, I asked you that? And she goes, yeah, you asked me that. And so I've had it in my head. I'm married to a New Englander. You know, there's something about a bog. I've never really walked in a bog. Something about cranberries. The funny thing is, Ever since we've been married, my mother will make cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving for my wife because she knows she's from New England, which is one of the cranberry capitals of the world. 
But my wife hates cranberry sauce, but she doesn't have the heart to tell my mother that she hates great. it. That's so she's great. forced to, she's forced to eat. And she's like, I wouldn't mind if she just bought a can of cranberry sauce and just thunked it into a, a heating dish and then gave it to me like that. Because she goes, that one's really sweet. But she goes, your mother buys cranberries and she makes sauce. She makes a cranberry sauce from scratch. And she's like, and it really is tart and tastes like cranberries, unlike the stuff that you pour out of a can. Right. 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 So I guess. I have a long fascination with cranberry. So I've been telling my wife since we've been married now, yes, 10 years. And we've, buddy, we've already said the word bog more times in this episode. We've only been talking for two and a half minutes. Yeah. More times than I've heard the word bog in my life. So can you also make sure, you know, you, you come from privilege. You come from yeah. bog privilege that you would know what a bog is. Some people have never been to a bog. Some people have never watched Lord of the Rings. That's right. kind of the only reason I know what a bog is. So maybe you could explain what a bog is to begin with. And, so a bog, and, and start sure. from there even. So a bog is like a little bit of wetland that accumulates around peat moss or deposits of d- dead peat material. Um, it's often Precious. in it's <laughs> it's often in somewhat sandy soil, and that's where cranberries grow. But I didn't know this until I went to the cranberry farm. Hmm. That cranberries don't grow in bogs. They're man-made bogs. So cranberries grow in a little field. And the cranberry farmer will flood that field so that the cranberries, because they're so hollow and they've got four empty chambers, will will float. float. Easy to collect. You damage the the plant less and you're able able to cultivate the cranberries better that way. Hmm. So... Because it's fall and because we live in southern Ontario, you and I, and Bala, Ontario, happens to be the cranberry capital of Ontario. And it's not that far from us. I had no idea. Yeah. And so I I knew it because I think I went to Bala years ago and I saw that on there. You know, when you drive into a place and it'll have like, you know, you know, whatever place and it'll have a little slogan. I think it had cranberry capital of Ontario. So I was like. I didn't know that. I didn't even know we had cranberries in Ontario. I always thought of it as a New England crop, right? Turns out we do. And I just so happened. And the problem is every year that I wanted to go to a cranberry bog, it books up early, Ali. You have to sort of book the bog early (laughs) to get there for September, October, right? I love it. Okay. The season's so short. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that element. Okay. Yeah. And what is the season? The season, well, they start to cultivate in October. Um, okay, so people still Bella have time. This a, is timely then. People, you didn't, Yes, we're not We're not talking about bogs and no one can go now. People could go and book a, a time. Without a doubt. But I would say your weekends, it might be full for the weekends. Now, the, the, the reason we were able to go this year is because of COVID. So because of COVID, People aren't doing these sort of things as much. And so there was availability. The cranberry harvest starts September 26th. So the end of September through October, they're harvesting cranberries, right? And you, I booked the, the, it was called the cranberry splash or the, is it called the cranberry splash? Let me just check this, look this up. Um, no, the cranberry plunge. So we were doing the cranberry plunge. So basically they have this little man-made bog and all the cranberries are floating to the top and you put on uh, hip waders and you walk into the bog with all these cranberries around you and you take photos. That's basically it. Amanda and I thought we were going to be picking cranberries and we'd walk out with a bag of cranberries. 
that's not how it works. They've kind of got it all set up for you. And uh, I think you're just walking through like a man-made pond kind of thing versus trampling the actual cranberries because you're going to destroy their crops. So they're like, no, this is a photo op more than anything else. Oh, right? I know. Okay. But it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. It was very seasonal. Um, I learned a lot about cranberries, things I did not know, and uh, just had a blast, my friend. That's so good. Yeah, I should mention in that picture, you are wearing hip waders. So that's part of, you're not bringing your own hip waders. They have to sort of dress you up a little bit and they have to keep you, you know, sort of spaced out. And as you say, not damage their crop. So uh, there's a lot going on yeah. there. It's more than just wading through. It's not, you're not just walking into a goddamn corn maze, right? It's, there's stuff to be uh, coordinated no, there. No, no, no. And I also added on, you could do a wagon a wagon tour around the property or some, some shit like that, or you could do the wine tasting. So I added the wine tasting to our, um, to our event or what we were, what we were going to do. This place we went to, I have to, I should say, I should say their name. Cause I did have a, a good time. It was called Muskoka Lakes farm and winery. Okay. And so they have, they have these cranberry, um, fields and they make wine with it. They make cranberry wine. And they'll mix it with blueberry juice or apple juice, depending on the wine. And they have some pure cranberry wine as well. Okay. Very interesting. I've never even heard of cranberry wine. This whole experience is mind-blowing, that it would be just within an hour, hour and a half of where we live. Yeah. And the cranberry wine is actually interesting and <laughs> quite tasting. But here's okay. the thing. Sometimes I, you I say interesting with... and you mean something else. Okay. So it was no. a genuinely Look, fascinating thing. I'm not going to lie to you. The wine that's made with blueberry and cranberry tastes like a dog pissed in my mouth. I did not like that at all. I don't and know fact, how I'm often ma- you have a dog piss in your mouth that you would know that flavor, but okay, man, we're going to have to take your word for it. Most of us anyway. Uh, and that's a bad thing you're saying. Yeah, that's a bad thing that you don't want that flavor in your mouth, right? But then okay. when we okay. got to the cranberry or the cranberry apple, then it already started to taste better. And here's the thing too. I don't think it's fair to call cranberry, like to call other fruits wine, like like cranberry wine, plum wine. I've never been a fan of that. I think they should be their own thing. But I guess the closest thing we have to it is a fruit juice that's made into alcohol. So they cider. call it wine. All right. Yeah. Like, Couldn't it I be just a cider? Called... Yeah, like a cranberry cider. I guess. I don't know all the rules to all that and how that works. And if there's a <laughs> fermentation process that that makes it called one, makes it be called a cider or not. Having said that, the cranberry wine was lovely. It doesn't taste like wine. So your initial, when you're, when you think you're going to drink wine, you take a gulp and you're like, this isn't wine. It's far more tart, like a cranberry, but then it rounds really nice in your mouth. And I really enjoyed it. I thought this is a perfect fall beverage of alcohol that would go well with your turkey or whatever you're having for Thanksgiving. And I know how you feel about turkey for Thanksgiving, (laughs) but whatever you have around that time of the year, it's a great accompaniment. I'm sure it would be great with lamb as well. Sure. And I bought the red cranberry wine and the white cranberry wine. And the white cranberry wine is far more rare than the white, than the red. And the price reflects that? Yes. Okay. And you might ask, why is that? Hey, uh, Marco, uh, why is that? Okay. So I learned this. You know that there's red cranberries and there's white cranberries, right? I do. I do. So I, I asked them, how do the how do you have white cranberries? Where do they come from? Is it a different varietal of cranberries? And the answer is much simpler than that. Albino cranberries. Yes. I knew you know, it. There's a, there's a genetic 
No. So what it is is the cranberries that grow on the bottom don't get sunlight. So the cranberry oh. bush is r- really small but kind of thick and and has a lot of coverage. So only the cranberries that get light turn red. Those that are underneath turn white. But you don't know how many cranberries are going to be hidden from the light. So you don't know how many white you're going to get for that crop for that year. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting thing. So that white cranberry wine isn't always available in abundance that you can sell to the public. Right. What are we talking about price difference? Like double? No, it was only, look, we're not, this is not a Barolo wine. This is some little hybrid bastard cranberry wine. Not everybody's going to love it. I know, but once you're on the property and you've waded in a bog and you felt the cranberries between your legs and your groin, you know, they could, they could be like, it's $63 for a bottle. And you go, you know what? When are we ever coming back? It was wonderful. Yeah. So it's not a Barolo, but they could charge you Barolo prices. Sure. And you're not wrong. They didn't do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I would say Muskoka Lakes uh, Farm and Winery might be a place you want to go to. But they had the red wine, the red cranberry wine was about $16, $16.95. And the white was closer to 20 I think it was ah, 18, no $18.95. And yeah. these are like the seven fifty sort of standard wine bottle sizes and all this. You got it, buddy. You got it. Okay. I encourage everyone to look at this. If, if anyone's listening to this and being like, are these guys uh, like 85 and 93 years old, respectively? I mean, they're talking about cranberries and bogs. You got to look at the picture. You got to understand what a miserable human being Marco Timpano is yeah. at his very core. And then you got to see this picture. And it was like God opened up the heavens and 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 you had your, your, your hands cupped together with cranberries. I don't know, man. It was uh, one of the greatest pictures I've seen, period. Of you, of course, but just in general. I just loved it. Uh, Ali, do you know, after we posted, my wife posted some of those pictures on Facebook, every every one of our friends are like, where did you go? I didn't know this was a thing. You know, everybody's kind of like been asking us, what is this all about? Right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You know, it's fun to do fall things with the family, like going to a pumpkin patch to pick a pumpkin. And when you take those photos, they always look great because everyone's happy and you've got these big orange bulbs around you or you might be holding it, right? And it's Mm. a very fall thing to do. And like you said, you go to these farms, you end up buying a pumpkin pie or some pumpkin butter or things that you don't really need or really like, but because you're there and you've had the experience, you're going to buy that shit, right? We walked out of that place with three bottles of wine, um, cranberry honey, some other cranberry shit that we're probably not going to (laughs) enjoy. But, you know, you just get caught up in the in the joy yeah, of it of that you're you like, do. do I need a two kilogram bag of cranberries for 15 bucks? No, I think it was a four kilogram bag. No. But when you're there, you're like, how can I live without it? I was just amongst them in a bog. Right. So you end up spending money that probably shouldn't. But it's just fun. We had so much fun doing it. Like you said, mm. the pictures turned out great. And if you can't find love in a bog. You won't find it anywhere, my friend. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You also won't find, based on what I saw, yeah. your young child, if you take him or her with you, because that. Listen, you described it as they flood. They flood the field. It's not just flooding. It was. It was above your belly button. That water. Yeah, like right. when you got into That's the deep crazy. end. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. you're losing a child there. So we have we have listeners with with families. Don't take the kids or have a strong supportive shoulders that you can prop your child up on, because uh, you're losing that kid for good. They're uh, they're going to Bogtown and it's over, never Listen, never to be seen again. Or that's how the strong survive. Like back in the day, my friend, that's how you figured out who who was you know which of your children. <laughs> Son, son, your uh, hip waders will fill with water and cranberries. It'll weigh you down. You will choke on water and, uh, you know, good luck. Best of luck to you. Yeah, those the good old days, huh? The good old days, my friend. I don't know if you want to know some fun facts about uh, cranberries, but well, I got we, a ton. For, no, we should. Uh, but I will say this. Cranberries are native to North America. Did you know that? They're only found in this region of the world. You know, I... I wouldn't have known only, but I would have thought predominantly. I don't I, I, I don't see it as like a garnish or a dessert or an ingredient in anything that has, a, you know, you know, any of these European desserts. And yeah, so I, I would have figured that it certainly doesn't make its way to uh, to India and Pakistan. And I've never seen it in any other Eastern Asian food. So, yeah, good for us. Right. We have something. And. I knew it because there was no Italian word for cranberry. When I would talk to my cousins and I'd be like, do you want some cranberry juice? And they're like, what is cranberry juice? And I'm like, it's from cranberries. And they'd be like, what Get is that? Cuts. And I'm like, Get cuts. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there was no word for cranberry. So I'm like, wait a second. There's three fruit crops that are, uh, you know, of these types of berries that are only uh, native to North America. Cranberries, blueberries, and Concord grapes. How do you like that? And are Concord grapes from Concord, Ontario? I don't think so. But for me, Concord grapes are the shittiest of all the grapes. They are terrible. They are They're awful. Terrible. I was going to yeah. take a shit on Concord, Ontario right now. I won't until we have more proof. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, you know, th- there are cousins to the cranberries that you find in Europe. Uh, or Sweden has lingonberry. It's kind of in the same sort of family. Uh, there's a berry in, in um, like there's there's rock cranberries and other types of berries that are European, but they're not of the three varietals of cranberries right. that we know in North America. But they're close enough that you can tell your dumb cousins to shut the hell up and give them a word that they can Pretty kind much. Of understand. Right. Okay, good. And, and they get their name. Cranberry gets its name because uh, er- early settlers thought that the cranberry blossom resembled the head of a crane and called them craneberries. So uh, that's where they get their names. I love it. I love the trivia. The trivia a gives me an opportunity to to mock you, but also sure. then I learn something when I'm when there's nothing mockable. I'm like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things that you learn from me, and then when you're with friends and they're like, "Does anybody have any cranberry juice?" You turn and say, "You know, it gets its name from the word crane because it looked like a crane when they blossom." And then uh, my friends go, "We hate you when yeah. you're not drinking, you idiot." Fair enough. I don't blame them. (laughs) Don't do that. Well, dude, I can't recommend enough going to Cranberry Box. I will say this. Do not take your fucking drone to take pictures of you at the Cranberry Box. Oh, was that being done? You saw that? Yeah, there was these ladies. um, And uh, I'm not going to say any more than that. No, it it sounds like you said ladies in quotes, which is hilarious. No, 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 no. They were, they were, they were ladies a a little bit older, let's say in their fifties and sixties. And three of them were in the bog and one of them had a joystick or whatever you call it. And there was a drone flying above the the bog and everyone in the bog was pissed off because all you could hear was the drone. The woman who was kind of telling you what you're going to expect to the next group that was going to go in 
had to scream over the drone because no. it was so loud. Yeah. Everybody was pissed at the drone. And luckily she wasn't in our group because I would have thrown yeah. enough cranberries at that drone oh. to knock it into the bog. But I would have yelled. I would have yelled, drones killed my family in Pakistan. <laughs> I would have ruined their party. I would have done yeah. whatever I could to make their life. Don't be fun. an asshole when you go to a bog. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, it's a fair, it's a fair, um, well, not criticism. It's a fair uh, piece of advice. And there you have it. That's my experience in the bog. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's a thing. I can't believe yeah. that picture. I can't believe any of it. I can't believe I'm interested in this. Um, thank you for sharing that, buddy. I think that is a great mini episode. If you, you didn't learn it, first of all, if you didn't hear the word bog more times than you ever care to hear the word bog, then we didn't do our job here. But also, if you didn't learn something about a place that you might find interesting, we've all done, if we live in these regions, we've done the strawberry picking and the peach picking and the apple picking, right? We've done those things if we yeah. live in these regions. This is very, very interesting. And it's how, how, have, I, how have I reached my 40s and never heard of this? I'm Unbelievable. I'm the next thing I want to do yeah, tell me. is a clam bake. I have not gone to a clam bake. My wife's from Boston, clam bake capital of the world. That's another bucket list thing I want to cross off, my friend. You just want to do all the dumb things that New Englanders do, huh? I guess. I guess. <laughs> Listen, when you marry one, you got to yeah. – I don't even do know it. if she cares as much. But she I really doesn't. She, she doesn't. That's the no. whole thing. I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know what you're trying to prove. But good for you, huh? Just yeah. don't go to a Patriots game and eat – Stupid Boston has terrible food in general, but with, with maybe I, I could be proven wrong. Somebody could prove I me disagree. Wrong. I yeah. disagree. Not you, I don't want you to prove me wrong. God damn it. Yeah, okay. but have you well, been to a Boston? Boston have, have, I've been twice. Have, I've been twice. I was so what did you eat when you were there? Man, all kinds of like local favorites. Go here, you world famous. <laughs> this, that, get out of here, world famous. They're not talking about you and your stupid meat sandwiches in Istanbul, buddy. Sure. World famous. Anyway, listen. I I've had great food in Boston. So send your letters to Ali Hassan at Podcast and Drink. Listen, I, I I started this whiskey at the beginning of our episode. I'm already a bit loaded, and uh, it's like getting me angry about yeah, Boston. Well, no. I do want to say this. Next week's episode, we have an interview with Stephen the Murph Murphy from the Murph's famous Bloody Mary mix. He's a He's a sweet dude. He's a very, very nice man. I, I got to yeah. say, um, if you like a story about somebody chasing their dreams and just uh, just like following their passion from an early age and, and maybe being you sort of meant to do something, you're going to enjoy this interview very yeah. much. Yeah. Cool. All right, bud. Thank you very much. Bog, Buddy, uh, thank you so much. Bog's your uncle, huh? Yes, it certainly is. Bog, okay. Bogliciously yours. <laughs> Until we bog again. All right. I'm Ali Hassan. <laughs> I'm Marco Timpano. Take care, everybody. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.